0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John chapter 10. Glory to you, o Lord. At that time, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one, the gospel of the Lord. Praise you may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you come to us with our doubts and with our fears, and you give us resurrection power. Let that power be with us this day. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. To all who are mothers and all who do mothering things or who are mother substitutes. You deserve this day. Uh, Hopefully you don't have to work too hard on Mother's Day to celebrate Mother's Day. Yeah, okay. Mothers, good mothers, are a powerful example of God's love. Many mothers do lots of things to communicate their love to their children, and we thank you for the effort. Have a wonderful day. So the text today starts out with location. You know the old realty statement, location, location, location. So The text is taking place in Solomon's porch or portico. It's the Festival of Lights. It's a time of rededication. In the history of the temple, it was occupied by a foreign government, and they put an altar to their God in the temple, and so it was rededicated. As I understand the rededication, it meant that everything that was inside the temple was purified with fire. So they're inside the Solomon's porch. It's kind of a lean-to, fancy, to the temple. And it was the oldest structure when this takes place, Of the temple. The Herods have been rebuilding the temple, and this was one part where they did not rebuild. And so a lot of the Jews held the porch as almost as important as the temple because it didn't have political money tied up with it. So the porch was called the porch of judgment, the king would come to the porch and make judgments and pass his judgment on the people. And so Jesus is walking through this location. He is bringing justice to the people as he preaches and teaches. And someone in the crowd says, Jesus, stop keeping us in the dark. If you're the Messiah, tell us straight out. Actually, it was translated actually stronger than that. It says, quit driving us crazy. It uses the word psyche in there. And tell us who you are. I would imagine Jesus is pretty tired at this time of hearing that question. But the people around him don't get it. They doubt. Because Jesus is not exactly what they had expected the Messiah to be. Doubt is an important part of faith. Many of us in our Christian walk have doubts. We doubt if we can overcome a difficult situation. We doubt if we can make it through an addiction without falling into it again. We doubt that if our friends our parents are aware of how much pain we're in we doubt that god's presence is in our lives and that we are connected to god but that doubt is okay that doubt is part of that growth in faith and related to doubt is hard times We all have hard times. We've been afflicted by diseases. We've lost loved ones. We've been addicted, and we know the loss that happens with addictions. We have not felt protected from those who are often nearest to us, who abuse us. And so Jesus' talk about the Good Shepherd here gives us the message of peace and grace. It gives us the word of hope. And we get to hear the voice of the shepherd and to follow. There's a little story called, Whom Shall You Ask? And the story is like this. An Amish Amish man was once asked by a Enthusiastic young evangelical, whether he had been saved or whether he had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And the gentleman replied, Why do you ask me such a thing? I could tell you anything. But here are the names of my baker and my grocer and my farmhands. Ask them if I have been saved. To say that we are a Christian with nothing to show for it, no action, then we are missing the point of that kind of statement of faith. So we talk about the resurrection. We are in Easter, Oh, yeah. You ready? He is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. Almost forgot it this week. Resurrection. The Good Shepherd promises protection. The valley of death. You know, Psalm 23. Depression. Despair. We don't travel those roads alone. The good shepherd protects his sheep. No one will snatch them. No one and no thing will separate us. So we're talking then about safety, aren't we? We've talked about doubts. We've talked about hard times. And now we're talking about safety. Literally safe at a professional level, at a personal level, at a spiritual level. Whom do you feel safe with? Are you safe with your truth of who you are and who you want to be? Are you safe with your concerns and your grief and your sorrow? Are you safe with your celebrations and your joys and your dreams? Are you safe with your aspirations and your hopes and your accomplishments? Are you safe with your fears, your body, your mind? Are you safe with your thoughts and your concerns and your needs? Safety is in resurrection. Safety is in the Good Shepherd. Resurrection is safety from death's grip. Resurrection is safety from grief that overwhelms hope. Resurrection is safety from the anguish in a crushed spirit. Resurrection is safety from loneliness that protects the soul, this resurrection. Resurrection is safety because the shepherd sees our needs and meets those needs, including safety. Resurrection is safety because the shepherd is committed to our well-being. We are the sheep. And because we're a community of believers, we know who is committed to the well-being of ourselves, of the people around us who support us. Resurrection is safety because the shepherd knows the sheep intimately. Who knows you? Who truly knows you? Who thinks about you? Who is with you in your journey of life? What is the truth? The truth is who you are, who you want to be, who Christ wants you to be. There is always self-doubt, but it is the Good Shepherd that walks with us, Nothing changes that. God never lets us go. God never abandons us. To the child who is afraid, there is safety. To the spouse victimized by violence, there is safety. To the college student who wonders whether there will be a job after graduation, there is safety. We are never left on our own. To the person fearful of being stopped by the police because of skin color, never walks alone. To the police officer who never knows what will happen, when he or she shows up at a scene, never walks alone. To the mid career person afraid of losing her or his career, never walks alone. To the retiree of no idea what to do without a career, one never walks alone. To the one in grief over the loss of a spouse, you never walk alone. To the person in a broken relationship, you never walk alone. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. God has chosen us. God loves us. God walks with us. God holds on to us in all of life. Even through the walk of death, there is new life given. So how do we hear the voice of God in all the other voices that are going on? we know that the Good Shepherd says everything depends on the Good Shepherd. Doesn't really depend on us other than our need to be with the Good Shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. That's what we depend upon. The voice that liberates us rather than oppressing us. It doesn't say, do this and maybe when you're good enough you will be one of my sheep. The voice says, you are my sheep already and no one will snatch you. That's the safety. That's the promise of one walking with us. That's the good shepherd. And Jesus says there will be an abundant life. It may not be abundance in years or in wealth or in status or accomplishments, but it is an abundant life given of God's love, seen through the Good Shepherd, and those gifts overflow to others. Abundant life. Resurrection, we call it. Resurrection and life eternal, we call it. What it means is God has claimed us and we have abundant life. To believe, then, means to trust in the Good Shepherd to lean upon the Good Shepherd, to depend upon the Good Shepherd, to say, my life is with the Good Shepherd. It's learned in a relationship. The sheep know the shepherd because they are his. We walk, we graze, we feed, we sh- sleep in the shadow, we drink in the still waters, we trust in his rod and his staff, and we know the voice. Christianity is not a spectator sport. We belong, Jesus says. We consent to that belonging. And after all of that, we will believe. Amen.